looking at our first slide here, which they're getting ready to bring up. We were looking at 1 Timothy 3.16. We're reviewing, and we're looking at slide number four. And without controversy, can you say it with me? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Praise God. So the great mystery of God is not that God is a trinity or he was thought he said he was one. He really wasn't. The great mystery of godliness is that God was himself manifest in the flesh. Now, for anybody to say otherwise means that they've come up with some theological, really, really different notion that three is one or one is three or five is three or three is two or 12 is nine or something like that, which, of course, is never true. It is not possible for two to actually be one, to actually be one. Husband and wife can be one, but how are they one? Symbolically. They are one in a sense, but they are not actually one. God is, at, that's why I always say God is absolutely one. Praise God. How many love Jesus here this morning? Praise God. So God was manifest in the flesh. So when you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about God. Now let's go to the next slide. And I have to move quick because my computer is, I'm literally having to, I feel like I'm out on the range and I'm having to ride this Bronco. What, what is a Bronco? Whatever it is. I'm riding it. And we're going to win it. All right. Now, so the one God took on human nature. That is to say that God found a miraculous way. And the, we're going to end with Philippians 2.6 today. And we will have concluded our entire look at the 10 infallible proofs that Jesus is the one God. Not that he's God. Not that he's divine. Not that he shares deity. But that he is the one God. Jesus himself is the one God. Hallelujah. He deserves our praise. He deserves our worship because he's the one God. That's why when you're about to hit a car and you don't know what to say, you say Jesus. You don't say some other word. You say Jesus because his name is above every name. Why would his name be above all the other? If there's other gods, what, what about all their names? One of them told me the other day, uh, someone said, well, that's because they all share the same name. I said, you've got a multiple person God. They all share the same name. They all share the same divinity. What in the world do you need them for? You only need one God, and his name is Jesus because he's God in the Father, and he's God in the Son, and he's God in the Holy Ghost. That's what he is. He's the Spirit. I have spirit. Nobody says, oh, your spirit's another person from you. Anybody here, your spirit is another person? You need hospitalization. If your spirit is another person, these are the people that need lots of help. Your spirit is not another person. No, any more than my word is another person from myself. My word is not another person for me. It is an expression of me. In fact, it is me. We could say that with, since I'm a speaking being, that word is a vital. It is almost maybe we could say the central aspect of who I am. Although that's uh, maybe saying a lot, but it is certainly somewhere near there. That as we speak, what if I couldn't speak? What if I had no ability to speak? So the one God... Oh, oh my goodness. All right. So the one God, and we're, we're, uh, we're not on the right slide, so here we go. And this one's cutting off here. But glory to God, glory to God, amen. Each time we have to do the same ride. We attempted to 
fix this. Just be able to happen just before service, and I could not fix it. All right, so the one God became the man Jesus. That is to say, Jesus is the God, in, the one God in his human nature. Everyone say nature. Now, that's a bit of a theological word, but, of course, it is biblical. The Bible says he took not on the nature of. So we, that's a biblical word. Just like manifestation is a biblical word. And I get criticized for this. I'm going to get criticized this week because I'm going to be at one of the largest meetings of Trinitarian scholars in the world. And, and uh, I mean, I won't get terribly criticized, but they will be somewhat critical. And if they're not saying it, they will in their hearts be saying, I can't believe that someone who doesn't hold to some classical definition of the Godhead is is here and is representing uh, this final big moment at this meeting. But, but the Lord has ordained it, and we're going to do it. But Jesus is the human manifestation, which is just another way of saying looking at God in a human form. Manifestation means to see. So in his divine nature, I'm trying to experiment with this so I don't lose it every single time, but uh, it's not ah, ha, 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 ha. In his divine nature, he was God, father and creator. In his human nature, he was man. That is to say, he had both natures. So someone says, it's not possible that God could take on human nature. Well, it is possible. He did. Of course, every Christian believes that God took on human nature, whether they believe that's a second person, the son took on human nature. If they believe the son to be another divine being, which, of course, they wouldn't say being. I understand that. I'm simply trying to tell you that you can, you can try to not use the word being because of Nicaea, but it doesn't matter. If you say he's another person, you're talking about another being. I'm a human being. Anybody here a human being? You're not just a human person. Okay, hallelujah, that was good stuff. In his human nature, he was man. He was truly man, but he was also, therefore, the perfect lamb could take the sins of the world and so forth. Only a man who was likened to us, I'm having to go back and forth so this thing, ah. So the man was able in his, in his perfection to take our sins away. He was able to, in other words, defeat the devil. Can we just lift our hands and thank God for what he did for us? He was able to defeat sin, defeat the devil. He was man. He was truly man. But he was not another person from God. It was God. He didn't do it, though, in his divine deity. Because as God, he could have just taken the devil and just choked him. Just, that's what I would do. See, I'd just choke him. Not that I run around choking people. I'm not a, you know, what I mean. But if I just dreamed about it, I'd love to just choke him. You know what I mean? Just say, devil, you, look what you did to that guy. I hear, poing, you know, just give him a little punch. That's my carnal nature. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold back one second. If the devil walks in here, he's getting everything I got to throw at him. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He crucified our Savior. But... God was able to defeat every bit of it because he did it in the human nature. So Jesus never used his divine powers to aid his personal role. That is to say, he never used divinity to defeat Satan. He, didn't, he wasn't perfect as man because he was God. God could not be anything but perfect. As man, he had to be perfect. That is to say, he had to resist sin. He had to resist evil. Satan said, come on, turn this bread. I mean, turn these stones here into bread. Listen, when I'm fasting, you talk about tempted. I mean just the smell of coffee or grits. It's a horrible thing to say, isn't it? 
Now, I've never fasted in a way that the whole future of the human race depended upon it. But I'm human and I'm a sinner. I was born a sinner. I was born a sinner. I was born into sin. Jesus was not. Because he had no earthly father, he did not inherit the sin nature. Therefore, everything that he did, he had to live above sin. And when he did, then he proved himself and overcame Satan and was able to literally grab the, the, the keys out of Satan's hand. He did, of course, all this, remain sinless in his human nature. So number, let's go to the next one. That's good. That's a painting, of course, of Jesus praying in the garden. As God, though, he could walk on water. No man can do this. How many knows that no man can do that? No, no, no. There's never been a man. Don't you let anybody tell you that was just another this or that's a myth. He walked on water. As sure as I'm standing here, he just walked on the water. He could look at the storm and say, peace. And all of a sudden, the storm would have. And the storm is simply elements of human nature. Now, my voice is going to give... <coughs> But we'll, we'll, I can't walk away from this or I'll lose it. All right, so as God, that is from the divine nature, that is as God, that's another way to say it. He walked on water. He did all the miracles. He could even forgive sins. They said, what are you doing forgiving sins? Because nobody can do that but who? But God. Father was doing it uh, in and through the human nature. He was working in Christ. All right, so let's keep going. Now we're looking at uh, uh, John 10, 30. I and my father are one. Let's read it. I and my father are one. Okay. Oh, I wish if I could just, let's try it one more time. I and my father are one, which is a very powerful one in scripture. Someone said, well, no, not really, because he could have meant two or three or four. Just imagine someone said, I love you, but you mean I hate you. Think of that. Well, I love you because I really hate you. You know what that's called? That's the old English word that was called dissimulation. But it's another, you want a little short word for it? Lie. You say, I love you, but you hate someone. That's, you're lying. When you tell someone, I love you, but you hate them. What if you're substituting words that are complete opposites and pretending that it's so and it's not so, my friend? It, God never did it, never would do it, can't do it because he's perfect. He never lied to the Jews. He never lied to Moses. He lied to no one. He is one. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. All right, now let's go to the next slide. To wit that God was in Christ. Now the, the secret here, this is a revelation that came to me as a young man, as a young preacher, that, that when others were telling me that God was in Christ, they meant Something divine was in Christ. He was, it wasn't God himself. It wasn't the Father, for example. But Jesus said otherwise. It was the Father. To wit that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto who? Them. Does it say that? Mm -mm. For it became him to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. In other words, through what Christ would do, he was perfected. Oh, hallelujah. Can we just praise him right now for what he did on our behalf? Thank you, Lord. You're the captain of our salvation. You're the pioneer. You're the one that went ahead of all of us. We thank you for it. For verily, he took not on him the nature of angels. So there it is. Didn't take on the nature of angels. Someone said, I don't like the word nature. Well, that's, that's too bad. That's just too bad. 
I talked to someone the other day. They said, well, I, I don't really care for this notion of natures. I said, well, that's too bad. Because there are such things as nature. You could say, I don't like this idea, whatever. You know, some people run from reality. They live in la-la land. I shouldn't say that because that's a recent Academy Award loser. And don't have a clue. I mean, when you're writing movies about la-la land, you're in la-la land. All right, but never mind. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. That is to say, the nature, see that? To have the seed of Abraham meant that was the nature of Abraham. He had now, the, that is, the nature is the essence of a thing. Oh, Hallelujah. That's why I'm a human being. If you're, a hum if you're in the being category known as human, then you have to have that essence. You can't be a dog. A dog can't walk in and say, hey, everybody. Bow wow. I'm a human. Get out of here. You're no human. <laughs> Some of you, I got to do something. Okay, so he did not take on the nature of angels. Now let's go to the next slide, number five. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part in the same. That is exactly, now without, we've been through this, you're sick of it. Exactly as I am human, God is human. He became human exactly. In, in, in fact, you see those four boxes of Greek words, they all say the same thing. That he, it was precisely human. There was nothing, no, there was simply no difference whatsoever except he only shared this with one man. He was sinless. Adam and Eve were sinless. They were in a garden, and the Lord said, Don't you sin. If you do, you're going to die. And they did. So then from there on, all of human races plagued with sin. But Jesus avoided it because he had no human father. His mother was chosen, handpicked by the Spirit of God. She was, from the very beginning of time, God knew exactly. Anybody believe God knows what's going on in this world? He knows all about it. Praise God. All right, so let's go. So he was truly man. He was God, but he was truly man. Number six, Jesus was human. Here we are, number six. Next slide. Jesus was human exactly then as all men are human. Wherefore, in all things, everybody say all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Now, that would be fun to stay there, but I want to go to Philippians 2 because I'm going to end with Philippians 2.6. Look at the little pink little sort of section at the bottom. It's hard to see. I realize that. He took upon him. Everyone say, he took upon him. See, God took upon him. He took it upon him. He did it himself. Praise God. Of course, he did it for me. He did it for you. That's why, by the way, folks, you cannot spurn God's grace and run in evil and say, this is the way I'm made. This is the way I am. This is who I am. And, the, and think in the end, that's just all there is. No, you, you will face God. You're going to face God, folks. Hey, hey, he made you. Your breath has come from him. Your spirit has come from him. You're going to face God. We all are. 
And sometimes that's quite a sobering thought to think I'm going to actually stand before God. I'm going to give an account. And I, and I say, Lord, 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 help me, Lord, help me, Lord. Lord, look at me, help me, make me what I ought to be. What's that song? Lord, make me what I ought to be. Is that an old song? Help me to be more like thee. Is that an old hymn or is that just something I'm thinking about? Bid me come up. My voice is almost gone. I want so bad. Bid me come up higher till thy voice I see. That sounds like an old hymn to me. And I know the words because I probably rewrote it myself. So Philippians 2, 7 and 8 says he took upon him the form of a servant. That is to say, he became a servant and he humbled himself. Praise God. And then, of course, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. These are, we're supporting it. We looked at it last time I realized. Though he was rich, that is, he was God, he was rich, he owned everything. He became poor. He subjected him. So just think of, uh, well, it's so hard to imagine. It's almost beyond thinking about it. It's so mind-boggling that the God of heaven became a man. All right. Now, now we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we're going to look at number seven. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Can you say, I am? And I am, of course, you see that big Hebrew word in the middle? That's the name of God. And it, we would, if I were just reading Hebrew, Okay, if I were just looking at it and reading Hebrew, you'd say, but the, the, some of the letters are missing. That's because the Hebrews wouldn't, that is the Jewish people, would not put letters or vowel markings on the name of God. For centuries, they took them off. And if you, if you look at a Bible, a Hebrew Bible, and it's in Hebrew, of course, if it's a Hebrew Bible, it's in Hebrew. Then you're looking at it, you look at the name of God. There are no, there are no letters like, uh, uh, let's take the name Cole. The name Cole, C-O-L-E, Sister Cole is in, in the Foundations class with Sister French, and they're having a great time. Praise God. And they've got a nine-week series going on. They're more than halfway through. Aren't we thankful that God is blessing people and drawing them into the church? They're learning about how to be apostolic. And so the name Cole, for example, has two consonants. That's how you know how to say a word. Just think if your name was just C-L, and that was it. No O and no E. Now, the E in Cole is silent unless your name is Coley. But you wouldn't spell it C-O-L-E. Coley is spelled differently. There's, that's the French, and if it were spelled that way, it would be a, basically a different word. But the way you know, for example, that, uh, that the name Benny is not uh, 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 let's I, I can't think of another one now. Uh, is not a beanie. <laughs> I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. Lord, forgive me. I know not what I do. All right. You know it's not beanie. Does anyone know what a beanie is? Okay, that's different. The way you know is by what consonant you put in there. That's put in there for, for pronunciation. Now, in all the modern, like everything since the Romans and, the, and really the Greeks, they threw all the consonants in. So if my name is Talmadge and I want the E to be silent at the end, then I know how to spell this in my language. And the Greeks could do it. The Romans could do it. The Spanish did it. The Italians did it. But the Hebrews and all the... Oh, 
See, I'm, I'm getting carried away. Everybody say praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to bring this back up. Glory to God. Amen. So, so they took it off so that people would not pronounce. So there it is, the name Yahweh. How do I know how to pronounce it? Well, for many, many years, you know, they've only been saying that it was pronounced Yahweh for about 25 years. Before that, they weren't sure. They thought it was Yahweh. Then they thought it was Jehovah. They had all kinds of pronunciations. The idea of Jehovah came from the idea that the pronunciation was based on certain uh, criteria. But the reason we didn't know is because the Jews would not put it on there because they didn't want people to take the name of the Lord their God in vain. But does anybody know what Jehovah means or Yahweh or Yahweh? I always say Yahweh because that's probably correct, although they could change that in a few years. One discovery could change what we think about any Hebrew letter because it's ancient language. We look at it, we go back, well, how do you exactly do you say that word? Because I don't have to know. There are people that say, oh, you've got to be baptized in the name of Yahweh. Or Yahweh or whatever. Oh, no, you don't. you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because that's the revealed name. The other was kept secret, but the revealed name is Jesus. And you know why they don't want, they don't want you to use the name Jesus? Because it is more powerful than any vocal sound in all of the world. Praise God. I know you thought Talmud was a powerful name. I go to the store. I say, I'm, my, I'm, my name's Talmadge. <gasps> People do that. And it's because I'm, oh, oh, are you, you all okay back there? Don't, don't throw me off because I'm having issues. I've only got, let's see, let me see where we are. Okay, so you just say, all I have to do is say, my name is Talmadge. I can get free uh, ice cream. I can get in places. I'll just say, well, my name is Talmadge. Oh, 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 come on, come on in, come on in. And then I know what they're thinking. They think I'm related to the Talmadges because my name is Talmadge. And I'll say, no, 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 I'm, that's my first name. Oh, so you're related to the Talmadges. No, no, that's my first name. Oh, so you are related to the devil. No, no, that's my first name. You know, my first name. My last name is French. <gasps> Man, it must be amazing to be related to people like the Talmud. Okay, let me in. I want in. All right. But as powerful as the name Talmud may be, or someone might think it is, or someone might think uh, some other name has a lot of uh, pull or whatever. There is no name like the name of Jesus. Praise God. That's why you shouldn't abuse it. You, shouldn't, you should never abuse anything that has to do with divine things. Either the word heaven or the word Jesus or the word God or any other religious spiritual thing. You should always keep it sacred before God. So Jesus is saying here, before Abraham was, I am, he was claiming to be Jehovah of the Old Testament. He does it seven times in the book of John. In fact, I give you some other places. In the very last time in chapter 18, the Bible says that when, the minute he said, I am, it knocked him to the ground. It was so powerful. Praise God. And I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Very powerful anointing and touch of God. Praise God. Can you say praise the Lord? All right, let's go to number eight. I'm trying to, I'm, <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. All right, and of course, we looked at... Uh, Revelation 1, 8, for I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. That, of course, means the I am. If he is and was and is to come, that's the I am. That's what that's saying. But that's not the end. Then he ends with the almighty. 
So Jesus was not just a mere man. He is the almighty. He, that goes all that links a Revelation chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 1 where the almighty God. How many knows there's only one almighty? Whoever's got all of it, that's the one. And that almighty God, that of course, almighty is the Hebrew word El Shaddai. And we're familiar with that. Okay, let's go to number 9 because we're trying to wrap it up. Here we go. Let me, let me check. I'm trying to wrap it up and I'm trying not to lose my computer at the same time. Now, we're coming to Colossians 2.9. And infallible proof that Jesus is the one God. Not another God. Not divine. Not really, really divine-like. Not really God-like. Not in the Godhead. But he is God himself. For in him dwells all the fullness. Now that expression, see I put it over there by the word pleroma. I've given you the Greek, it doesn't matter. But the reason I'm doing this is the word pleroma means the totality. Because I, I, I just, I have people say, well Jesus is, uh, you know, he's a second or third or fourth, whatever they say. No, 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 no. There's nowhere, listen to me, nowhere in all of the Bible are you going to hear that Jesus is the second. We just read that he's the first He's not second. He's not third. He's not tenth. He's not twelfth. He's not in there. He's not divine. He's not a really divine person. Hey, folks, we got a world in trouble because they think all kinds of things are divine. Jesus was not who he was because he was divine. He is who he was because he is God. In him dwells all. Everybody say all. All of the totality. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus bodily. Oh, I think we ought to lift our hands and praise God. Father, I thank you because your word is true. I thank you, Lord, though the word may be tough, it may be hard, it may be beyond our comprehension at times that red blood could wash our souls clean. But yet your glory is in our midst, oh, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what I'm saying is the Bible does not agree with the notion of assigning Christ. Someone said, well, it doesn't matter. The Bible matters. Someone say, well, speaking in tongues doesn't matter. No, the Bible matters. Someone say, well, I love God. I don't do any of those things. I just go to church. And all. The truth matters. Oh, everybody say praise the Lord. Oh, the devil. See, he thinks he's going to stop this. No, sir. No, sir, devil. You're not stopping this lesson. All right. Now, let's go to. Wait, wait. No, stay right there. Um, it might just be easier for me to use. Let me just use this. Okay, now stay with me. Oh, here it comes. Never mind. I have to, this thing is shutting off. I have to turn it back on. All right, so let's just keep going. Do you see it? Do you see uh, Colossians 2.9? Can we read it together? For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And fullness means totality. It means the full, the complete. It couldn't be second. couldn't be a little bit. It couldn't be one third of God. It is all of God was in Christ. It was a way of saying, of course, that Jesus is God. So all of God was in Christ, not a third, not a part, the totality. To be indwelt of all of God means that he is God. Though man, he's still God. That's why they came up and said, if you're the son of God, why don't you Come down from the cross. Ooh, I'd hate to. How'd you like to be the man on Judgment Day? Of course, you do know that there's all kinds of uh, non-biblical stories that 
the soldiers around the cross were saved. Anybody ever read them? Ever read anything like that? I don't know if it's true. I'm just telling you. There's all kinds of little historical things that say several of the uh, of the soldiers. But just imagine to be an unrepentant sinner and have walked up to Jesus and said, "Why don't you come get yourself down from there, and then stand before God on Judgment Day?" Of course, many people have said that to the Lord. Why don't you do this? If you're God, if you're a Creator, who do you think you are? You tell me what to do. I'm my own boss. I'm who I want to be. But as God, he was able to take on human form and become man. And I'm so glad that he did. Number 10. Now, let's look at number 10. We're looking here at Philippians uh, 2. Now, I use this. Uh, I, I use the a font here I should never have used, and I can barely see it from here. Who being in the form of God. Can you read? I know you. Can you see it? Can you try? I'm trying. <laughs> and I got a screen that's about this big. <laughs> okay, here we go. No, everybody say praise the Lord. It's Bible lesson, folks. We're trying to understand what the word of God says. Who being in the form of God, in other words, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, hallelujah, hallelujah. Who being God's form, in other words, the word form means that which strikes the eye. The thing I look at is Jesus, but that form was God's. That was God's only form. He had never been a man. No one had ever seen God at any time. That's what John 1.18 says. No man has seen God at any time. John 1.18. But son he's in the bosom of the father he's the one that brings us into the bosom of the father so who being in the form of god thought it not robbery everybody say robbery in other words there was no theft going on for jesus to be god why harpagman is only used once in scripture and you're looking at it so there's a whole lot of theological. You better believe that scripture right there. That's the most powerful scripture. I've said it many times all over the world. One of the most powerful scriptures in the entire Bible about Jesus is right there in verse 6. He was in the form of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was in the form of God. It was God's form. When you saw Jesus, you were looking at the form of God. Who being in the form of God, therefore... He didn't consider it. He thought it not robbery, harpagman. He didn't consider it. Now, the word harpagman can mean like if you're in a store and someone's got a purse on their shoulder and you snatch it like that. What are you doing? You're stealing it. You snatch it. The word, though, means to snatch or take or rob someone, pull it away from them. Jesus didn't consider it robbery at all. To be a human being and yet to be God at the same time. Why? Because, because he was another God? No. That would be robbery. But because he was God. So who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Can you say praise the Lord? So... Does that mean we have two gods that are equal? No, because the Bible tells us very clearly that God has no what? Equal. God has no equal. Now, folks, you listen to me right now. God has no equal. The devil's no equal to God. God has no equal. 
Jesus was saying, I've given you the Greek there, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're done. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus was in the form of God. Therefore, he did not have to worry or consider it a thing to be grabbed or something he was stealing when he reached out because he was God. So whatever Jesus did, whether it was in the manger, did you know that even in the manger, Jesus was God? That was God, a little boy growing up. He astounded the men in the temple. We know very little about that childhood, but we know one thing. He was God. God had come in human form. So he thought it not robbery to be equal. That is the same one as God. Because the word ha'esan means to be the same one. Praise God. He is the same one as God. Can we just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his truth today and pray that this truth and his name will be declared all over this world. Could we do that right now? Father, I pray that the truth of God and your word will be manifest all over this city. I pray revival will come and that people will receive revelation and that their hearts, Lord, will receive your spirit. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Could we stand together? Praise God. Jesus is a mighty God. And uh, years ago, I came across Bishop Lawson, who was uh, one of the original founders of this, of, of our apostolic movement around the world. And uh, in fact, on uh, Wednesday night, I'm going to be sitting at a, in a committee with uh, some other oneness people. One of them is a dear friend of mine. He was here just a few last year. He's here twice this last year. And uh, his he grew up in a church where Bishop Lawson was the pastor. The church ran, runs about 5,000. And uh, then started five churches. And, and then the, when Bishop Lawson died in the 60s, they took over and the new bishop continued on. They baptized millions of people all over the world. Um, bishop Lawson was a great songwriter. And uh, one of the, I don't know if we can sing it a cappella and everybody's, uh, <clears throat> doing what they're doing. But do you remember the old song? I've, I get requests once in a while, where did that song come from? That was Bishop Lawson's song. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Did uh, someone, okay, give us a key and we'll go with it. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Can we sing it one more time? Sing in what a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Everybody singing, what a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. 
What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God.